Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And when he was charged with murder, he brought um, appeals against the the it being heard in the special criminal court. So he's fought these things on every single level. And um, it just, I think, the reality of listening to him, he doesn't think he's done anything wrong. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. State witness Jonathan Dowdall has been back in court appealing the length of a four-year sentence. He was handed down after he pled guilty to facilitating the Hutch gang by making a room at the Regency Hotel available to them. The former Sinn Féin councillor, whose evidence against Jerry the Monk Hutch was not accepted by the Special Criminal Court, has complained to the appeals court that he was duped and put in the firing line for the Regency Hotel attack. Appealing the severity of the four-year sentence for facilitating the Regency attack, he's now asking for his jail term to be cut so he can join his family who've been accepted onto the Witness Protection Programme. So has Dowdall done extraordinarily well, as the Appeals Court President, Mr Justice George Birmingham, told him this week? Or has he been too harshly treated? Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the appeal and the ongoing denials of Jonathan Dowdall. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. It seems sort of extraordinary that Jonathan Dowdall should be seeking this sentence being reduced. I mean, he's kind of, it feels as if he's got away with a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, even the the judges... Uh, Justice uh, George Birmingham said he seems to have done his first reaction to 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 the getting the submissions was Dowdle has done extraordinarily well, just getting four years. But again, we went back into the whole case, and there's just an air of of Dowdle still denying everything, and that was all played out again once more. Even though I said we'd never talk about the Regency again, the well, whole here we are here yeah. here we are once again. Yeah. Um, where Jonathan Dowdle is, according to his own defence, and of course they're going to make that case that he was a dupe and he did nothing 
of note and he got sucked in and he knew the mm. hutches, but all he ever did was buy them a few holidays on his credit card. And then you have the state saying, look, this guy is 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 has pleaded guilty to a very serious mm. crime. And that's that's what it is. Now, listen, I'm away, so you'll have to fill me in. Did he get brought to court for this appeal, Dowdall, or was it heard just with his his lawyer? No, it's he was in court. And so he, he like whenever you are appearing before the court you have an entitlement to appear um and so he did he exercised that entitlement to 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 appear probably gives him a break from from prison life at least um so he was brought there and he was in the court under very heavy security um at one point even his own defense attempted to uh ask ask the court could they bring his wife in um give evidence uh the court considered that but rejected it said you can't sort of introduce new evidence but she was they requested that she be brought in to speak about the impact uh the witness protection program and everything that goes with it you know and did they sound as if they were in a position to bring her in because they've gone into witness protection they've been accepted into the witness protection program at this point so what i do know about that program although it's secretive is that nobody is um, offered the ability to resettle here in this country. They have to be resettled abroad. So I can just presume that the wife and kids and the is the father out? The father is out and finished his sentence yeah. and presumably... So again, they're all abroad somewhere? Well, I suppose in, in the modern world, people can give vid- video evidence pretty straightforwardly. Right. In, and in was the that discussed or were they, were they suggesting bringing her in? They didn't discuss the logistics. They just asked for the principle, could she be allowed? And mm. and there was considered and not not accepted, you know. So, I mean, like there was a couple of interesting things. Um, if you remember when we were uh, discussing Jerry Hutch and his costs, um, we remember we discussed that, that um, you know, they didn't have the opportunity to request that the case against them was dismissed because of a quirk in the system, as it was described, where it went, you know, normally um, because it went straight to the special criminal court, normally there's a sort of pre-trial hearing where, uh, you know, defendants get a chance to to request the cases dismissed. That didn't happen because of this quirk. So that was brought up by Dowdle's counsel, who said, um, you know, that given this, he may he may have taken that route. Um, and that he may have had it dismissed. Um, and then some of the other things that were brought up, this is obviously about, it's a it's an appeal against the sentencing, saying it was too harsh. Now, huh. well, How yeah. Seriously, I'm sorry, but like, have you ever heard the phrase jam on your egg? Yeah. Yeah? No. Have you heard that phrase? Because that's, have you not? No. I actually don't know where the origination of it was, or the meaning of it, but it's kind of like, you know, you've got enough and you're looking for more. You know, you'd mean yeah. you're kind of taking the piss at this stage. Jam on your egg. You're looking for jam on your egg. Um, but that's what it seems like he's looking for. I mean, he already had a heavy conviction, had done a heavy, hefty sentence for uh, that uh, kidnapping. And he's got four years for what is a serious uh, charge, which was that he pleaded guilty to. Uh and he's in looking for what? He's looking for it to be slashed in half or something? Well, look, I'll give you I'll give you some of the, the, the arguments that his his counsel made. One of them would be that his father um 
got two years. Jonathan Dowdle got four years, even though they were sort of roughly uh, committed something similar in, in terms of criminality. Um, some of the other stuff was that he should have got uh, more credit for his guilty plea, you know, um, and also he should have got more credit for being of assistance to the Gardaí. Um, that he also, the, his counsel again came back to this point claiming that Jonathan Dowdle was not a member of any organised crime gang, that he'd all he'd done really was book a hotel room, and that he hadn't, uh, you know, something that he'd done repeatedly for the Hutches over the years. And, you know, all of that, all of that same argument that we heard during the actual case. Um, but, you know, the judge pointed out that there was elements of unreality about some of the arguments advanced in the submissions. And they, he said, um, this is a person who has pleaded guilty to an offence and someone who came before the court having already been convicted of a very serious offence. Um, and like we got into this thing again where, you know, that, that Jonathan Dowdle is still sort of saying, I'm guilty, I pled guilty, I came before the court and pled guilty, I'm not appealing the actual conviction, I'm appealing the sentence, I'm guilty, but I'm not really guilty. Again, it's, I wasn't there, but even reading it is... It's fantasy stuff from him again, isn't it? I mean, he does seem to be living in a parallel universe to the rest of us. Yeah, and even um, one of the, the 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 judges, another judge pointed out because it's obviously a three three uh, judge court, and I pointed out it's you know to Dowdle's defence saying that it sounded like he was saying his client had booked a hotel room for an entirely innocent purpose and pointed out that he had pled guilty to facilitation offence. It sounds like you're coming very close to that line she says where you're saying. You're still insisting he's innocent, even though he has chosen to plead guilty. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but Mr. Uh, Mr. O'Higgins, the, the defence lawyer, said that he did not accept that because one cannot equivocate that they are put in a straitjacket. So what he's saying there is that even though he's he has pled guilty, he's saying, well, you know, he's equivocating as in he's making other arguments around that guilt. It's not even a black or white. And he's not, he says, I'm not in this straight straight jacket he says the law has to be clearly identifiable and it also must be flexible the reality of the situation was that he was looking at trial for murder he had offered assistance and cannot offer that plea without admitting to what he did so that's the argument they're making that he has to be able to he's pled guilty but he's he's putting context on it i suppose mm. i don't know if that if that uh if that sounds convincing. He obviously doesn't do prison very easily and he's must be at this stage gagging to get back with the family and to start his new life under his new identity. He he doesn't seem to have the time to just, you know, serve the, the sentence he's been handed down. He, he's feeling incredulous that he's still behind bars. Yeah, I mean, I think that sort of, um, like he's, if you look back to Jonathan Dowdle's legal history, back, of course, to the torture case where he was convicted and got, I think it was a, a, 11 years initially, didn't he? And he got reduced mm -hmm. on appeal. Like he fought, he has fought everything at every step legally, which he's entitled to do. Like he fought that case. He had these, these, these hearings within the hearing to fight aspects of it or to dispute facts during the, the waterboarding case. And when he was charged with murder, he brought um, appeals against the the it being heard in the special criminal court. So he's fought these things on every single level, and mm -hmm. um, it just I think 
the reality of listening to him, he doesn't think he's done anything wrong on some mm. level. Like, you know. And I mean, even the fact that, you know, it was October of 2022, I think October 17th, when he was sentenced by the Special Criminal Court to these four years, it was the December that he launched his appeal against his four-year term. Since then, the case in which he gave evidence against Jerry Hutch sort of collapsed spectacularly. Like, you know, he's he's uh, he hasn't been believed. His evidence hasn't been accepted. Uh, and yet he still feels hard done by. I mean, there doesn't seem to be a moment no. that he goes, well, look, I'll do this little bit of porridge. Haven't I? Haven't I done OK here so far? It's just his personality, isn't it? Yeah. And he's looking for credit for giving evidence. Of course, that evidence didn't served the state or wasn't accepted and he, he that evidence was highly criticized um like amazingly at one point um you know his his defense say that there was no loyalty shown to him by the hutches which is kind of obviously ironic having sat in a courtroom uh, even to bring that even to bring that up um you know and then they also say that he he you know his defense also pointed out in their opinion, that there was a difference between what he did, which was booking a hotel room and between a person, for example, buying a burner phone that you would know then that that may be part of a criminal enterprise. And that would be a glowing red flag. They described it as where booking a hotel room, you know, doesn't necessarily automatically imply criminality. And therefore, he's more morally weak is what they say. Uh, rather than culpable. But the state resisted this and said, um, look, everybody knew, and certainly Jonathan Dowdle knew, that the Hutch organised crime gang were involved in, heavily involved in criminality, including, you know, drugs and, and um, you know, firearms. And that there's no, there's no, Jonathan Dowdle can't claim that he, uh, you know, he didn't know what was happening, basically. Um, also, the judges at one point pointed out that even if, you know, if he's making this argument that he's kind of been, which he was, that he's been duped into it, um, that he'd been tricked into this, he'd been tricked into booking the room, they were saying he was tricked into it and that was part of a political statement that the Hutches were trying to make that the IRA were involved and Flat Cap was going to be recognised and that Jonathan Dowdle was a patsy who was shown no loyalty and mixed into this situation. But Justice Birmingham pointed out that um, even if he had stumbled into the event, which is what he is saying, it's very hard to see why he was driving to Northern Ireland with Jerry the Monk Hutch one month later. I mean, if you've been tricked mm -hmm. into being mixed up with this high-profile, the Regency murder and all, all everything that went around it, one would ex the judge says one would expect one would be shocked and would sever their links and disassociate. So, I mean, he's pointing out that like it doesn't make it didn't appear to make sense yeah. to him. Like, if you'd somehow got yourself mixed up into this, you wouldn't just then be driving up and waffling on about Imelda May or whatever he was uh, so easily. But um, his defence said there was a continued participation which was unexplained in any great detail and the evidence isn't before the court. So therefore, inferences cannot be drawn. So look, I mean, the defence make a good, they make the arguments for their client, but whether it stacks up, um, you know. Yeah, but he's still giving it a go. So October 17th, when he was sentenced by the Special Criminal Court, I'm just trying to recall, did he go into custody just then? 
um, he, J- Jonathan Dowdle. Because of course had been, re- yeah, he'd been released. Hadn't no, he? he'd been he'd been released and and had been in custody then. Um, uh, but he'd been released. Do you remember when he was on the murder charge? And of course he was yes. released. That whole story about how he was released and was then able to meet the cops and was then able to go, you know, go state witness. So that this four year jail term presumably starts on October seventeenth, twenty twenty two, if he's to complete it. Yes, this is when he's he's yeah. made the statement and it's it's yeah. He, yeah, he was sentenced that day, right? So yeah. that brings him up to essentially, you know, four years you serve three. Yeah, you serve three. Yep. Yeah. You got automatic so he's permission. October twenty twenty five. Yeah. So he's a basically I mean, it could be a bit a bit more off and did he serve some time on remand for murder? Um Yeah. So that would be taken off the sentence as well, I would imagine. Wasn't there a period of time he was in prison on remand for murder before he was ultimately released on bail? So there could be another couple of months there, three or four months, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, so I'm not exactly sure of the timing there, but he definitely was on remand that that will be taken into yeah. account. So he's ultimately looking for this sentence to be cut so as he can get out this year or next at the latest is what he wants. Yeah, but I think he'd be out next year anyway, you know, uh, ultimately. yeah. yeah. So because he did serve a good few months. So, I mean, it's right. it's it's not a massive amount of time for sure. I mm. mean, look, it's it's free legal aid, isn't it? Like it mean, is. And also it's a day out. Sorry, yeah. but it's a day out. If you're in that tough regime and, you know, I have to be very, 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 very cynical here and suggest that maybe he wanted to see his wife. Is that why they were trying to arrange for her to give some evidence that they could see one another? Because, you know, it's obviously not easy we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but for her to visit him, I imagine it's it's more likely virtual visits they're having rather than the transport of her to the prisons, you know, through the prison and all the rest of it, given the the threats they're supposedly under, seen to be under. Um, yeah, he just he just continues to um to fascinate. But I suppose the thing about Jonathan Dowdall is once he does get released and he goes off into the sunset with his new identity and to his new location, that should be the end of him. Yeah. Yeah. Until he comes back. Yeah, but is, is he likely to come back and sue them for uh sue the prison for slipping in the in the jail or something like that? It does seem I just wouldn't be surprised where I'd see him. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I just wouldn't be surprised if I saw him at the end of the desk someday yeah. talking to do an interview or something like that. He just seems to be like a sort of a one of those type of people that just never really leaves the party. Um but anyway. You don't ever expect to get him on Crime World for a you never know, Niall. So listen, we leave it at that because we just wanted to do a quick catch up on that. And uh, I'll be talking to you. Uh, we're going to have a really interesting conversation along with our colleague, Eamon Dillon. I'm going to come in on Zoom um, and I'll loom over the top <laughs> of the two of you and the, and the studio. But uh, yeah, I've been I've been here in Amsterdam and I've been in Antwerp and I've been recording some stuff which we're going to make into you know, some some good quality, robust podcasts um, to explain the situation in those two. But in the meantime, we're going to have a little chat about it. And Eamon has some interesting stuff from the Criminal Assets Bureau cases. So that'll be for broadcast on Saturday. But I will see you on the screen, OK? And I have a few little stories for you. <laughs> I do, right. I have a few. I'll promise you a few little stories, right? Right. And, uh, I'll tell you what. They show me in a good light, I hope. They, they show you in a, in a good light, as always. But they show, I think, uh, the public in a very good light as well. <laughs> um, you know, your, your H&M story, I'm going to raise you, is all I can right. say. Okay, I'm gonna okay. Raise you. but I look forward okay. to that. 
So get your groove on with something else now. <laughs> Try and get yourself selfied somewhere else in the meantime. Right. Okay, well, listen, until then. Thanks, Sickler. Over and out. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.